And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, because we will extensively cover the subject of sin... I want to confirm one of my favorite fills. The fills are the things that happen in between the live the live segments. Those are called fills. That's what we call them. Not Franks, just fills, okay? This has to do with asking God for confirmation for his purposes, his plans, and for his promises. I want everybody to be aware of how common this is. Without the enemy throwing guilt or doubt into our heart, it must be understood that seeking confirmation from God is not a sin. I just can't say that any clearer. Seeking God for some form of second or third witness is biblical. In the mouth of every two or three witnesses, let every word be established. God does not mind being pursued, as long as it's not to pursue testing God. We're not, we are not to assess or analyze God, but we can seek a yes from him. He has no obligation to anyone for anything, but does he but he does as he often chooses, but we're permitted to verify with him and say, is this right? Is this okay? Nothing wrong with that. Next, I have no appreciation. I cannot express this enough. <laughs> I have zero appreciation. How much? You know, less than zero appreciation for people who hate those that God loves. I don't care. I don't care if it's politically correct. I don't care if it's woke. I don't care if any other form of insidious human reasoning based on false righteousness of humanity. Who cares? Whether you're a lying politician or a self-loathing Jew or a Sino. What's a Sino? Christian in name only. Whether you're a Muslim, I don't care. Any other religion, don't care. If you hate Israel, you are on the wrong side with God. Period. That's how it goes. And finally, sin, it is missing the mark. It is anything that is contrary to God. Listen to that definition. That's great theology. Sin is anything that is contrary to God. Anything. It is sin. The penalty for sin is death. Any sin. All sin. Every sin, little or big. Only through Jesus is forgiveness, truth, love, grace, mercy, and kindness. Everything before the cross points towards Jesus. Everything after the cross points back to Jesus. Here's the way we end this intro. Size doesn't matter. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations. 
That gets to be painful. Spiritual observations. My life's insanity is an oive. So much more. Hey, hey, hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can also call us, 972-445-0770. Something special happens when you call. I'm just telling you. You have this one opportunity. Don't blow it. 972-445-0770. That gives you the chance to be talking to Amazing Jen and to say hello. And when you call and talk to Amazing Jen, do you know what that's like? Free cake. Okay. <laughs> and then you will become... Amazing. There you go. I like the become better than be. I don't know. What do you think? Does it matter? Well, I just want cake now. Now, right. Free cake. And it doesn't even matter. Do you have a favorite kind of cake? What's your favorite cake? Do you have one that you like? Do you have like, do you like carrot cake, chocolate cake? Do you like uh, German chocolate cake? Do you like German chocolate cake? Or do you like German chocolate cake? I like it all. Okay. You pass. <laughs> Uh, so here's the bottom line. Maybe you have an opinion. Maybe you have a thought of comment. Maybe you got something you want to share. Maybe you have a praise report. You're going to tell me. And here's the funny part. I never try and guilt you guys in this, but I would find it hard to believe that in the last week that uh, something hasn't wonderful hasn't happened between you and the Lord. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I'm not trying to give you, but if you can share it, share it. Other people get blessed by it. If you have a praise report, share it. If you got a prayer request, share that too. Because that puts us together in a united front. I don't care about your denominational background. People are like, well, that's really important. When they start shooting Christians, it's not going to matter whether a person is Baptist, Pentecostal, or Bapticostal while we're running. Okay? I'm just saying. So, I mean, come on. There's a part of it that just gets silly. So, on the reality check or on the front, hey, let's pray for one another. Let's strengthen one another. Let's bless one another. Let's encourage one another. We would love you to participate in things of that nature. With that all being said, I still have a trivia question for you. No, that's I still have trivia. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. Finish this statement. You guys should all get this. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world? How does the rest of that finish? What will it profit a man if he should gain the whole world? What's the rest? What's the rest of that? What's the rest of that? You gain the whole world. Right now you can have it. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. I want to give a shout-out to... John, who called us, uh, it was, uh, I think it was Friday, first-time caller, right? And he asked a question about where did the word Jew come from? And here i got to share this with you because I think you'll find it amazing. So he asked, and it's like I didn't really have like the right—I didn't have a research answer. I had an answer. And so I said uh, Jew, Judah. It's like the first thing that kind of popped into my mind. But I didn't really have an answer, right? So I did the study for it over the weekend just to make sure. So I'm going to read a little bit to you. It's a little bit beyond my scope, but you'll understand what's going on here. The name Yehuda first appears in the Bible as the name of the fourth son of Leah, also became the name of the tribes of the descendants of Yehuda. In this form, it is mentioned numerous times in the Bible. The term Jew, which is Yehuda, does not appear directly in the scriptures until Kings chapter, or 2 Kings chapter 16, verse 6. 
but it is translated there as Jew. That's the first time it's translated as Jew. And you're thinking, well, what was that? What do you mean? So it's Yehuda or Judah. That's we would say Yehuda. You would say Judah. But I, what I'm saying is, then in Second Kings sixteen six, it actually is translated as Jew. So you're thinking, well, what's the big deal there? It's kind of like this. It's kind of like prior somebody saying hiya, how you doing, hiya, and then they say hi. Can you see that difference? Like, yeah, not a lot of difference, right? It's like, right, only it's easier to say hi than hiya. And so from 2 Kings 16, 6 on, it does go forward. And the real first occurrence of the word had to do with the men of Judah, who, uh, who, who, which over time would be understood as the kingdom of Judah, the men of Judah. So when the two tribes split, northern and southern Jewish people, when the, when the Judah split from the northern tribes, they became known as the tribe of Yehuda, the tribe of the Yehuds or the Jews. And that's where it comes from. Uh, and it really comes from, the, now Abraham is the first, and, and Judah is the first one with the name. Abraham's still the first by that. But by all reference, anybody who's a descendant uh, with that would be considered, a descendant of Abraham would be considered a Jew or a Huda would be that definition. So that, that's just kind of morphed into it. Because it was easier to say. <laughs> so, if you were looking for big theology. Yeah, no, no, not really. Just what it is. So, John, I hope you're listening. If you're not, we'll uh, always have that for you, so we'll be able to help you out. So I did want to answer that. Uh, Al's jokes will come in the next little bit. Again, I'll tease the tickets. We are going to have tickets coming, and it will be for football. Football. And uh, I believe the t- three three uh, letters for the team. Is that correct? Is it is it three letters? Uh, for, do you remember what team it was? It's not the Harlem Globetrotters because they play basketball. It's uh, is it uh, you know the te- SMU SMU Southern Methodist University people the Mustangs the Mustangs and that's football. So, it is. It's football. Okay, I'm just making sure everybody knows. Football with parking passes. Yes. So uh, that's right. You'll be listening, listening, listening. Those are coming for uh, soon, and uh, Jennifer's going to help me coordinate that. But you will. We were still figuring out whether you have to pick them up or it's at will call. So we're just trying to figure all that stuff out. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. I just needed you to help me on that. <laughs> nice, Phil. By the way. Nice. No problem. <laughs> I'm I'm here for you anytime. <laughs> That's right, folks. I don't always remember everything. All right, uh, including the trivia question. Uh, for what shall a profit a man if he shall gain the whole world? And ooh, what's the rest of that? If you think you know, we're going to uh, probably go long on this segment because I'm way off of time, so I don't see how I can possibly figure it out. But if you know the answer, you can call in to the trivia question, 972-445-0770. Boy, I seem like I'm just ramped up today, aren't I? I'm just like, vroom. It's probably because we didn't do a Monday show, which usually drains my eyeballs. 214-210-8483 is the text. Website David at he must increase.org. First Chronicles 1723. This is what it says. Now, Lord, let the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and his house be confirmed forever and do as you have promised. So you look at this passage, and here's what I want you to understand. There is a prayer, a petition, that God's word in a promise will be confirmed. If you're asking for a sign to test God, 
that is a sin. If you're asking God to prove himself as God, that's sinful. You think, well, why can't I do that? Because he doesn't owe you a response. Do you understand that difference? But asking for a sign to test God versus asking for a sign to be in the right direction of God are not the same things. And I just want you to split those two because I get this impression somewhere in the back of my mind or somewhere in the Holy Spirit or somewhere in my life where people are afraid to ask God for confirmation, affirmations for the directions they're going. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't ask signs to make God prove himself. You don't test the Lord. You don't say, give me $5,000 and then I'll know it's you. That's sinful. You think, no, that can't be sinful. Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand. That's testing. That's doing it right there. You can say, Lord, give me uh, some kind of response that I can verify I'm on the right track. That's not sinful. Moses did it. Abraham did it, Jacob did it, Gideon did it. And for confirmation and signs, by the way, Jesus' birth was a sign of confirmation. Twelve apostles had that going on. That part's fine. Don't test God. Ask God to partner with you, to show you, to direct your steps. That is okie dokie. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world? And lose his own soul. That is the answer. It will profit you nothing to gain and lose who you are inwardly forever. No profit whatsoever. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KWAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is from our good friend, Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called, When Grace is Tangible. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying, uh, this is in the last month, and I even wrote it down in my little journal, how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. So then this devotion comes. I'm like, oh, I, I just know the Lord's trying to teach me more. All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that uh, inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good, sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding, because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend, or to stoop 
in kindness. God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of him bending down to us in kindness, like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to abide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor. He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us. The God who is so very beyond us, not of this world, desires for his glory to abide with us and in us. God will be gracious to whomever he chooses. And he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter. Even if it doesn't meet our standard of approval, the almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way to show us the way, the truth and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stooping down to the ground to dwell amongst us is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The David Spoon Experience. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. You got to put your thinking caps on. What is the first lie recorded in the Bible? Mm. Mm, sneaky. What is the first lie? Recorded in the Bible. If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. What is the first lie recorded in the Bible. Okay, there you go. I'll give a pow-pow for Al. Okay, because he started out. And speaking of Al, (laughs) uh, before the show started, I got a few things uh, from our good friend Al, uh, who most people now refer to as the Peter Answer. Uh, And so I'm going to share them with you, but I'm going to modify it just a little bit because I don't want to Uh, create any problems for anybody. So this is the uh, joke part. If this joke offends you, you know what the rules are. You can either turn the station off for about five or six seconds or five or six minutes, whatever, or you can just not repeat this to anybody. (laughs) You can can do that one too. But this is is your audience, your brothers and sisters, sharing with you different uh, humorous quips. But we're just going to modify it a little bit. Uh, as you know, just making sure you know what the trivia question is. Where, where, where? What is the first lie recorded in the Bible? If you think you know, you can reach out to us by phone nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can text two one four two one zero eight four eight three or send uh, an email david at hemusincrease dot org. If you don't like this joke, you can blame L. 
Did you hear about the four men in the Bible that suffered from IBS, which is irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, right? Okay. Number one, <laughs> L's going, did you really change the word? Yes. Number one, Cain, because he was not able. Number two, Moses, because he had to take two tablets. Number three, Solomon, because he sat on his throne for 40 years. And uh, number four, David, King David, who said he had no power on heaven or earth that could move him. There you go. (laughs) I didn't write him. (laughs) Okay. There you go, Al. Now you can take the grief with me, brother. Uh, the only other thing I'll share with you, I have uh, just a couple of quick one-liners. This is a really good one, though. Funny thing about temper, you can't get rid of it by losing it. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> okay. How about this one? Teacher, Billy, what did you do when Ed called you a liar? Billy, I remembered what you told me. A soft answer turns away anger. Teacher, very good, Billy. What answer did you give him? Billy. I answered him with a big soft tomato in the face. No! <laughs> I think that's funny. Okay. We'll just move on. <laughs> it's time to... It's t- hey, we didn't do a Monday show. It's just time to move on. Leave us alone. Uh, trivia question, where's the first lie? Re- <laughs> Hell, that's funny and they know it. Oh, where's the first lie recorded in the Bible? 972 for the text, David at he must increase.org. For the email, we are now going to go into our next teaching. Uh, and here's the title of this DDD. Get ready for this. He chose Israel cuz. C U Z, cuz. First Chronicles 17, verse 21. And who was like your people, Israel? You came to one nation on earth to redeem a people for yourself. To make a name for yourself through great and awesome deeds by driving out nations before your people you redeemed from Egypt. Now, here's the thing I want to share, and I want to be careful because I don't want you to misunderstand, especially from an Old Testament perspective, okay? You chose one nation. It's not up to us to tell God who he does and or doesn't choose. It's not an issue of coming before God and saying it's fair, it's not fair. What's fair is after each one of us sinned that we should have been vaporized. That's fair. But what God did was he chose one nation to redeem a people for himself, to make a name for himself, and to be a witness to other people. And what gets going after a while is people don't like that. They think, well, that's not right. And again, that's human philosophy, human wisdom, human reasoning. And God is the creator of the universe. And he owes no man anything. Here's the big thing. Especially an explanation. God chose Israel. That's who he chose. He loves Israel. What does that mean that God loves Israel? It means we should love Israel. You think everything Israel's ever done is great. Have you read the book? There are multiple times when Israel did everything wrong after they got deliverance 12 times in Judges. They forgot God 12 times. 
In fact, the reality is the Bible is one of the few recorded documents that talks about the failures of the people and that God still redeemed them. Now take that and transpose that into you and I. God chose you. Are you perfect? No, you're made perfect by the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you make mistakes? Yes. There been 12 times where you've been really good and then maybe gone really bad? Yes. But God doesn't know, owe anybody an explanation as to why he chose you, and you and I shouldn't try and talk him out of it, which some of us do. Did you ever do uh, something or just know you did something wrong and you're just like, wow, I can't even believe you bothered to choose me. I'm, I'm horrible. I've done this wrong, and I apologize. I'm really sorry about it. And, and then you go through that thing. It's like, I'm not worthy. Okay, Most Christians have gone through that to some degree. That's exactly why he chose you. Because in your heart, you're like, I'm sorry that I did something wrong against what you like and against what you desire. Have you ever done anything contrary to God? And then you come before the Lord and you ask for help. That's why he chose you. The pride of man is to be defiant, to be like God, to act like God. All right? The reality in our relationship with God is we need his help to make it, to do it right, to be right. He didn't choose you because you're perfect. He makes you that way judicially, and now he's working on you practically. But the fact that you can come before him and say, help me, that's why. So what you find out, and when you read something like this, you chose a nation, you redeemed a people for yourself, you make a name for yourself. Other people might not like it. Other people might make fun of you. Other people might mock your Christianity. I mean, I got family members that mock my Christianity. I feel bad for them. But I don't owe them, and God doesn't owe them an explanation. I just receive the grace of God because he offers it, and I want it. And because of that, he chose me. That's why he chose you too, because you want the grace of God. Don't feel ashamed that you want the grace of God. Okay, all right. Well, we have a trivia question. We've got to answer the trivia question, right? What is the first lie recorded in the Bible? The serpent said to Eve, you shall not surely die. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. 
You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship, amongst other people, can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance open doors or for that fact closed doors we know his word gives us guidance we know in second corinthians 2 13 and 14 paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance these are all the holy spirit leading and guiding us is of course the number one element for guidance is to be led by the spirit right these are all hugely important The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A (laughs) hippocritopotamus. Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, Who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining me here, joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where apparently a frog has jumped into my throat. All righty. No? No? Okay. Uh, Here's your trivia question. The book of Hebrews tells us to entertain strangers because they might be what? Entertain strangers because they might be, hmm, uh, if you think you know, oh, Ginny getting the first one there, pow, pow, good job. And then Al, right on, right behind that. 972-445-0770 would be the number to call. Uh, 214-210-8483 would be the number to text. David at he must org would be the email to send. We're going to send you up to the website. Just remind you of a couple things. There's a bunch of podcasts uh, on the website. There's 3,300 hours. 
That is a lot of podcasts. I'm just telling you, personally, I know that's a lot of podcasts. Plus, also on the website, don't forget, Joshua helped us recreate the website. So we're going to do some promotion for Cow Punch sites. That's the name of his sites. And the new website, you have not seen this yet because I put it up over the weekend. Go to the website and go all the way down to the bottom. How do I say that differently? All the way down to the bottom. All the way down to the bottom. You'll see it says Cow Punch Sites. Click on there. It'll take you to the website so you will get a chance to see what it is that he is offering people. And because he did our ministry website for free, we have a little obligation to promote that. And then don't forget about the money if you have the chance to do that as well. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Uh, that's somebody winning a pie eating contest. That's what I'm going with on that one. Again, if a trivia question in the book of Hebrews tells us to entertain strangers, because they might be. What? What might they be? Entertaining strangers. Uh, Matthew Ward did a really cool song on that. 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the text. David at he must org is the email. Before I do the trivia, I found another joke. <laughs> so I just have to tell it. Okay. You want to know why uh, we do this? Because... That's why. Some neighbors of my grandparents uh, gave them a pumpkin pie as a gift. This is a story, obviously. Uh, As lovely as the gesture was, it was clear from the very first bite that the pie tasted bad. It was so inedible that my grandmother had to throw it away. Ever gracious and tactful, my grandmother still felt obligated to send the neighbors a note. It read, thank you very much for the pumpkin pie. Something like that doesn't last very long in our house. (laughs) Wow, I got buzzed. (laughs) I thought it was cute. All right. Uh, But you have full discretion, Jennifer. Turn her mic off. No, I'm kidding. All right. So uh, trivia question. Then we're going into history. So let's get ready. Trivia question. You uh, need to be entertaining strangers because they might be. Uh, you got to answer that. Come on. If you know the answer, you got to share it. 972-445-0770 is the call. 214-210-8483 is the text. David at hemustincrease.org is the email. Let's go to history. Let's go For those that do not know, this is September 6th, 2022, correct? Is that correct? So today, yes, it is. It is. So it is Fight Procrastination Day, but I'm not doing that till tomorrow. Okay. Uh, it's Read a Book Day. You've got uh, about nine hours left. <laughs> Get to work. Uh, National Coffee Ice Cream Day. I like coffee ice cream. That's all right. Mm, yeah. All right. Great Egg Toss Day. I have no idea what that is. And then it's Barbie Doll Day. Aw. <laughs> Did you really say aw? Yes. I, I loved the Barbies when yeah. I was a kid. 
Do you know that my son and my son-in-law, unbeknownst to me, wherever that means, uh, they both built these. So my son for my uh, niece and then my, or my, uh, uh, yeah, for my, no, not my niece. So for my grandchild and for my other grandchild, they built these Barbie houses. Mm. Like big, like, you know, six feet long and like, oh my. it's like huge. Barbie is living large. <laughs> They never had stuff like that for us, didn't we? We just took blankets and threw them on things and said, "That's a fort." That's that's what we got. Uh, for those that don't know, on this day, 1915, British Army tests the first prototype army tank. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, this day in 1995, Cal Ripken breaks the 2,130 consecutive major league games played. Oh, that's good. 1620 on this day, the Pilgrims sail in the Mayflower from Plymouth, England to settle in North America. Uh, so that would be after the 1619 people. <laughs> Oops, missed that one, didn't we? Anyhow, uh, and the big one here, 1969, H&R Puffin Stuff. The TV show H&R Puffin Stuff with Puff, Puppets by Sid and Marty Croft debuted, debuted on NBC. Uh, did you know that the the show got sued by McDonald's in 1977 because of Mayor McCheese's resemblance to Puffin Stuff in McDonald's One? Mm, okay, I did not. I did not know that either. Nor care. Uh, <laughs> somebody ready to answer the trivia question because I, I didn't. I didn't really care. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Imagine now they'd settle something for $50,000. It's like, for them, all them, that's cheap. For us, that's like a year's worth of everything. Uh, somebody is calling in. They might feel brave. They're feeling pretty good. Yeah. All right. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Annika. Hi, Annika. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I had a very nice day off yesterday, and I must confess... Uh, loaded with energy, but it was just nice to do nothing. I watched stupid cartoons all day. <laughs> it sounds like a good day. <laughs> for me, for me, that's better than looking at Greek and Hebrew. It's like, look, it's a cartoon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I so get it. I so get it. Well, I thought I had an answer for your question, your trivia question. Okay. You're ready? I'll set it up for you and give you the chance. You ready? Uh-huh. The book of Hebrews tells us to entertain strangers because they might be godly messengers called angels. Correct, Amundo! <laughs> that is exactly correct. And so it's amazing because people, you know, you don't want to get too deep into angelology, but then you don't want to be too shallow into angelology. And the idea, the angelology, by the way, is just the study of angels. And the idea is that some they're ministers to the heirs of salvation, and some people you've come across are not people. And that's just the truth. And it's like, whoa, what does that mean? And it means exactly what it says. You can entertain strangers because by doing so, you'll be entertaining heavenly messengers. or angels. Oh, no. Another form yep. of extraterrestrials. <laughs> exactly. I just thought of that while we were talking about that. It's like, oh, my goodness. That's poor Joanne's going to have more material than she's going to know what to do with. Exactly right. Uh, well, thanks so much. You are welcome. And thank you for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
All right. That's just too much fun. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to skip this teaching I was going to do because I don't want to do it. That's right. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what the category is. Just skip the teaching. I want to share a little bit more about this thing that happened when I was doing this study for the word Jew and from John, who had asked earlier in the show, uh, and I think it's really important, and then I'm going to pray for the audience after this, but there was something that happened when he asked me that question, and uh, has anybody ever asked you a question and your brain goes, I don't know? Like they ask you and you're like, I, I don't know. And so I'm sitting there, and John's asking, you know, where did that come from? And then the first thing that came to my mind was Judah, which that was actually the right answer, but I didn't know it was the right answer because I hadn't studied it. And here's the thing I want you to know. Here's the thing I want you to get with the Lord. It's super important to know the Word. It's super important to be a part and connected to the Word and to be connected with the Lord. But— there's a theory in some churches and theologies that say, well, you have to know it for the Lord to pull it out of you, and that is incorrect. If the Lord needs you to share something at a moment, even beyond your capability of learning or even though you've never learned it, so he created the universe by speaking. He can have something in your heart and mind that you can share that can be straight from him, even if you haven't been real studious about it. The reason that I bring this up is because I did not, I did not realize when John had asked me that question and that thought came into my mind, Judah, that that was the Lord trying to help me to just respond, and it wasn't anything other. And then I said, you know, it starts with Abraham, then it goes to Judah, then there's the split tribes, which is everything that I said, which is everything that those answers were, but I didn't realize any of that was right. <laughs> What I'm trying to tell you is I, most of the time, I, I'm lucky if I get it right. If I, get, I had a great teacher once say to me, if you guess right, you're blessed. <laughs> but if you don't guess right, you'll never forget it. It's like, yeah, that's, that's like a real. God can share something with you, teach you, show you, speak through you, even things that are beyond you. Because he's God. And he, and people are like, well, how, how can he do that? He can resurrect a dead body. You think he can put a couple of pieces of information in your brain? Of course he can. What he's really looking for are people whose hearts are towards him. He wants us to be like, here, just like we talk about our DNA, you know, here am I, use me. Maybe there'll be something the Lord has brought you through and studied you through, or maybe something you didn't even realize. And everybody's had this happen. You say something, and then after it comes out of your mouth, you go, wow, where did that come from? And here's the answer. It came from God using you. Isn't that cool? All right, we'll take our break, come back. I got one more teach, and then we're going to pray for the audience. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay? Okay? 
Okay. 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 First Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Kela surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up. And God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went, if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our last trivia question. I'm going to pray for the audience. I'm going to do our last teaching. Get ready. Here you go. See if you can answer this one. It's another fill it in. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome... Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it right there. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase dot org. In the meantime, we are going to pray for the audience. And I want to pray for all you guys. Get ready for this one that you and I together will just be a people that do a little bit better job of believing. It's just like, it seems so simple, but 
it seems like we need help with this on a regular basis. So I'm going to pray. So whether you call in or not, it's okay. It's all good. But let's just pray real fast. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. We worship you. You are the best. You're so kind to us and gracious and compassionate. And, oh, you're so patient with us, Lord, even when we just make the worst mistakes. And we just come before you, Lord, and we ask for this because you tell us to petition you, to seek you, to ask for your help. And for each person that can hear my voice, that, Lord God, we would believe, that we would believe, that we would walk by faith and not by sight, that we can walk by what we believe and not by what we see, that we would trust you as greater than any circumstance because you are greater than any circumstance. And that we would have a genuine sincere faith, a sincere believing in the goodness that comes from you. We always use our faith to the level of maybe what we think we deserve. Lord, we cannot deserve the goodness you've given us. So help us to move past that and to believe you for these greater things because it's your pleasure to bring us the kingdom. Help us to do that and to believe you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so I just wanted to pray that for people because I know some people are really struggling. And I understand. I go through that too in case you're wondering, well, are you always like on top of stuff? Like, no. <laughs> just want to make sure everybody knows what the answer is. All right, the trivia question one more time, and then we'll uh, finish this up. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome what? Overcome what with what? 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 What do you do? What do you do? Be not overcome with evil, but... If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, he must increase.org. Here you go. I love the title of this DDD. It's one of my favorites. It's a very short one, very specific. Here it is. Toys are not the key. Toys are not the key. So when I grew up, I don't know about you guys, when, when I was, I don't know, five that's what I could remember. <clears throat> Maybe six. Toys was the key. <laughs> right? When you were a kid, right? Okay, don't tell. Birthday parties. Okay, so we had Hanukkah. So you said <laughs> Christmas. But I'm saying like Christmas, whatever, birth, all this stuff. It's like whatever it was, right? Toys. Yeah. Because we were six, seven, eight. Okay. But when we get older, we're not supposed to act like we're six, seven, or eight. So Jesus, of course, tries to teach us that perhaps we can mature a little. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 15, he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against covetousness, for one's life does not consist of the abundance of his possessions. So what I want to talk to you about is we don't talk about covetousness, about we don't connect that often with toys, but let's let's find out a, a real a real honest review. People want things that are no different than when I was six or seven wanting a Superman. 
doll. I mean, it's no different. That's what I want. Only now it's houses, cars, people, money, power, wealth, travels. Just start filling the stuff in. And Jesus is like, you know what? Take care and be on your guard. So when you think of be on your guard, you have to think of what? What do you think of when you think of be on your guard? You ever see two swordsmen fighting? Think of two swordsmen getting ready to fight. On guard. Which means what? Ready? Hello? And covetousness, by the way, it's not just wanting something. It's really what covetousness is, is wanting something that somebody else has. Oh, I want that. No, they got the big piece of cake. I want that. And Jesus makes this amazing statement, which flies in the face of the theology of the day. Life is not about what we have. So we had Anna Elizabeth Schiller, born uh, 16 and a half inches, six pounds. I can't remember if it was six pounds, four ounces, no, or six pounds. But she was smaller, like a smaller baby, because Jared's a big guy, right? So the other babies were big, <laughs> right? You know what she brought into this world? Nothing. She didn't bring anything. And you know when she's 99 and exits the world, you know what she's going to take out? Nothing. She won't have any pockets to put her money in. And that's pretty much how it goes. That's the truth. Here's the thing that nobody seems to put on the bumper sticker. He who dies with the most toys still dies. That's the part that's not on the bumper sticker. I think it's great to have things and to use them in such a way so as they don't possess us. So don't get weird on me. Don't think, oh, you should just, you know, go around in sackcloth and hit yourself on the head with a piece of wood. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. Besides, I'd probably break a lot of wood because I have a hard head. That's not the issue. The issue is life is not about what we have. It's about whose we are. Your life and its value is the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no item on earth that has the same level of value. There is no kingdom on earth. There is no country on earth. There is no currency on earth. None. None. No currency on earth that has the same value of what God paid for you. That's your value. Way past 60, 70, 80, 100 years. You're talking about a value of eternity. That's what you're worth. So when we look at other people, and we do this, people are like, oh, I wish I had this, and I wish I had this, and I wish I had this. You know what we should be really praying for? I wish I was closer to the Lord. I wish I was operating in a way where I didn't want those things. I wish I was walking in a spirit of contentment because the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. Because if the Lord really is our shepherd— we don't have to want. We don't have to be those people that are like, I need more, I need more, I need to fill it more, fill the hole up with more. Stop that. 
You're going to tell me God is not enough? I will tell you, you don't have enough of God. Well, that's a great line. <laughs> that's a purpose. It's not that God is not enough. It's that you don't have enough of God. That would be the truth. Okay? Why, is, why make that a passionate plea? It's because all this stuff that's going around is all this crazy, crazy stuff. It's all crazy. You know what? You know what the answer is? More of God. Oh, that can't be the answer to everything. Tell me that in 90 years. <laughs> tell, me, tell me if the answer isn't more of God in 90 years. Let me know. All right. Uh, the trivia question, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And I will tell you the pow-pow on this one was Aunt Deb. Nice job, Aunt Deb. And that'd be in Romans chapter 12, verse 21. Here are the things to remember. Take the things that you've heard in the show that have helped you at all. Draw closer to him and hold on to those. And anything else, Dad, just let it go. Right? And don't walk by sight. Don't walk by what you see. Walk by faith, by what you can believe. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.